You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcast on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports, and like us on Facebook, NGSC Sports. We never stop. But you don't know why I'm here. Ding dong. Hello? Everybody three count. One, two, three. One, two, three. I didn't get here because I was cute. Or because I came from some famous wrestling family. Or because I sucked up to the right people. I got here because I am good. I earned this championship. Frustrated into the goddamn word for it. This is bullshit. Brett made a very, very selfish decision. Brett's going to have to live with that for the rest of his life. Brett screwed Brett. I have no sympathy whatsoever for Brett. This is my show. My show. And I'm sick of all of you calling me the coward. You're the cowards. I'm the one here day in and day out in that wrestling ring beating people up. Thank you very much. I don't steal opportunities. I am the opportunity. Three ain't enough now. I need five. Welcome in, Jim. I'm an idiot. Ryan. I'm a sausage guy. Matt. Who gives a shit? Tim. Right on the cock. And intern Mark. Hi, boys. I'm going to tell y'all with a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment in my life welcome everyone three count thursday we are live august the 5th 2021 we are still the podcast of the millennium and we are glad to be with you here tonight you can uh, make sure you check out our website threecountthursday.com that's where you'll find all of our social media links you'll also find our merchandise over at whatamaneuver.net thank you ryan tim uh, we are, uh, Patreon page, patreon.com slash three count Thursday, our collar and elbow brand deal store.collar and elbow brand.com use promo code three count for 10% off each and every order. Our home network, of course, NGSE sports at NGSE sports.com. And our secondary home is the leap sports and music network. Ryan, where can people find that? Uh, L E E I B sports dot com that is the one thank you ryan hope everybody is having a good week and if you are uh joining us live give it a like and a share get as many people uh in here as uh as possible we would certainly appreciate that uh ernest joining us here tonight a nice shirt thank you ernest 
Yeah, sad news uh, today. Bobby Eaton passing away. Um, Tim unable to join us tonight. I think he was going to have probably more to more to say uh, on the matter, but uh, we will we will touch on that briefly here. But uh, let's go around the room and uh, Ryan. How you doing? So good, so good. Glad to be here. Don't know what else I would do on a Thursday night. Probably a lot of stuff. Good, good. Mark, Mark looks frozen in time. I think he is. So, Matt, how you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, it's and we <laughs> lost. And, and we and we lost. We we lost Mark. And uh, what? The- God damn it! I hit the wrong button. I tried I was- calling the group chat. That's my <laughs> bad. That's I was me. getting a phone call from three counts. I know. I was like, what um, just happened? But That's yeah, I'm good. Me. I'm good. Uh, watching some Olympics. It's wrapping up so I can finally get back to like binging TV shows and stuff again. So um, otherwise, yeah, good week. It's good. Friday. Good. Didn't go to Roots. I was one of you the few didn't go to Roots? Count Thursday that did not go to Roots. Well, I, I mean... You 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 live a little further away. It doesn't justify do. not getting an invite. Um, That's true. I didn't get well. an invite from either of the other guys. Um, it's disappointing to go along. It is very disappointing. Are we talking about trivia? Well, we never get because invited. That's what you need an invite for. Well, I mean, we never get invited to trivia. I mean, intern never. intern Mark is usually. I feel like he's usually at Roots before I'm even awake. So I don't necessarily expect an invite from him, but I saw uh, Ryan ended up there, and I mean it would have been awesome to get a hey heading to Roots you want to tag along, but I guess, I guess that's not a thing. I guess you hate to see it. I mean, it's just it's just unfortunate. It's just unfortunate. EJ, um, Matt, I mean you want you want to. You want to touch on this one quickly, Matt? Bye-bye, Ben Simmons. Is what's... I mean, he's still on the team. If I were EJ, I would worry more about the uh, retirement village that's being assembled down there in Miami and a little less about Philadelphia, but that's just me. <laughs> hey, um, I'm not telling people what to do here, but... Uh... Yeah, I mean, if, if my team was spending but if it was you know, you. $120 million on guys in their late 30s, I think I'd be more focused on that, But but again, just me. All right, I think we're going to hey, – Mark, are you back? Oh, no. My voice can no, he's not. Mark, you're on like a 10-second delay or something, I feel like. What? Okay. I'm laughing like the dog in the, in the cartoons. <laughs> no, here, I'll, I'll get him even more. Uh, yes, let's try Bobby! that. Bobby! I can't hear you. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Mark, Mark, what – every time he laughs he freezes that's what happened the last time (laughs) well i mean can we go a full show without making mark laugh i don't i i I don't know if we have i don't know if that's possible and he's (laughs) yeah he's completely he's completely locked in mark face right now that's i will say before we move on ej i'm looking forward to the shit talking and football season too since your Giants fans, we can all appreciate hating on Jim together, but then we'll we'll uh. Yo, we'll <laughs> the fuck, man! 
Fuck them cowboys. I mean, are we just gonna leave? We're just gonna leave him like that? I assume. I like that. It works. I mean, it's it, pretty. Tim said he was making a run, and where's Tim at? Oh, this isn't Tim. Yeah, this we, is Mark. This, uh, this is Mark again. Third time's a charm. Hey, this one looks okay. This one looks better. Mark, how are you? <laughs> yeah, keep waving. It's only getting worse. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Kinda. Are we doing the, the three count question of the week? Uh, not quite yet. How you doing? Actually, let me ask you the three count question of the week now, and by the time <laughs> it gets to you, you may be able to answer it on time. All right. SummerSlam '97. <laughs> <laughs> um. So are are you? I, I. How are you, Mark? Are you doing okay? Um, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm real good. Real good. It's great to see everybody again. I don't know what's going on with my connection. I've had thanks, fellas. You guys are all right. Move the microphone closer. Do you you have it? Is it? Can you move it closer to your mouth? Well, this is the. uh, These are the headphones I usually use. Some microphones built in here. Okay. All right. Is that all right? Does that upset you? Yeah. No, you were just. You were just. You were just a little quiet. You're just a little quiet. But that's okay. We'll we're make, off to the races, folks. We're 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 professionals here. We are professionals. Um, yeah, make sure you share this or retweet it if you're on Twitter, so um, none of your friends watch. Up <laughs> oh, there we go. And he's gone again. <laughs> oh, Mark. Oh, Mark. Just it's he, not. Mark sounds like me watching Raw. Oh. <laughs> um. I mean, Mark's quality now is still better than what Peacock gave us for Money in the Bank. Well, you're not wrong, at least for that that 20 minute gap of time. Um, Okay, Mark, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna cut you loose again, Mark, and and if you try it again, maybe maybe try again. Um, Okay, let's uh, let's get back let's get back on track here um with our uh with our one weekly segment <laughs> on this day. all right looking of course at uh august the 5th in pro wrestling history uh two birthdays today stan lane born 1953 and pat tanaka born in uh, 1961 then we go back to 1995 now the board's not working we're off to it Great night. ECW holds their first ever Wrestlepalooza event from the ECW Arena in Philadelphia in front of 1,150 fans. The show featured six matches. And in the main event, the Gangsters, Mustafa and New Jack, defeated the public enemy, Johnny Grunge and Rocco Rock, in a stretcher match. On this day. Uh, 2008, the Gillespie Agency, on behalf of WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair, issued the following statement to PWInsider.com. WWE and I parted on the best of terms. This gives me the chance to pursue new opportunities, corporate speaking engagements, product sponsorships, autograph shows for my loyal fans who made me what I am today, and film and television roles. My agent and I are very excited for what the future holds. So... 13 years ago, you know, it's uh, about the same statement we got this week from Ric Flair. <laughs> On this day. Uh, one year ago, 2020, Chicago's Warrior Wrestling became the first promotion to run in that area since the uh, beginning of COVID-19, holding Friday Night Lights. On Friday, 
August the 5th outdoors on the football field of the Marion Catholic High School in Chicago Heights, Illinois. The outdoor event aired live on Fight TV, featured nine matches, and in the main event, Brian Cage defeated Jeff Cobb, Sam Adonis, and Lance Archer in a four-way match. Those are the events that occurred in pro wrestling history. All right, let's... uh, we should probably go to break. Just, <laughs> just wait, hold on. Again. We got it. We got it. I think hold we on. might have a different run in here. We have a run in. Hey, that's what? gotta be. That's gotta be. <laughs> that's, Tim. Gotta, that's gotta be Tim. What? <laughs> How we doing, Tim? What? How you doing? I'm good. Where's my background? Well, it, you could have. There it is. It. There it is. I, I didn't have it because Mark kept freezing mid-laugh, and then I had to keep kicking him out of the stream. Because <sighs> he has, he won't. I'm not gonna lie, we're drowning in the stream this week. Because he won't. Because he won't listen to our uh, expert advice and get a computer. Yeah, stream Streamyard absolutely sucks on a phone. Yeah. Well, it is dirt. I'm also assuming that the. Um, I feel like he's. In the dungeon of Hottenstein Estates, uh, where I'm assuming the Wi-Fi doesn't or uh, cell phone reception doesn't get too very well either. It's yeah, very he's got to go. He's got to go out to the vineyards or something. Something. I mean, sit on the beautiful porch overlooking the entire estate tonight. The Wi-Fi in the vineyards out there is is great. So good. Who? Yeah, what, what vineyard doesn't have good Wi-Fi? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, when what you the- when you put hot spots in the vineyard. I'm just trying to catch up where I'm at. What a maneuver. Yep. Um, I'm doing great. I just took a nap oh. because I thought I was going to work at nine. And, you- and it's actually eight. And then I was told I didn't have to work. So oh, I put, well, that's perfect. I put this shirt on. I got myself some water. <laughs> what? And I'm here. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. I mean, that's 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 awesome. So um, that's okay. We went through today. I'm glad to have you, Tim. Wrestling history, so let's let's go to this one that we do on a weekly basis. Since John Moxley and Cesaro, way before Gargano, there was Savage and Roddy and Saturdays on NBC. These five guys on Facebook are gonna take a hard look. Recount Thursday brings to you the wrestler, wrestler, wrestler on the week. Okay, now we're on some sort of a track. Uh, week 17 in pro, uh, pro wrestling history. You know what? (laughs) We're on a track. History started after WrestleMania. (laughs) Yes, it did. It a hundred percent did. You know, it was like everything pre WrestleMania 37. And then like, this is, yeah, that was like BC. And now this is like AD, um, week 17 in our wrestler of the week standings. Anybody want to, want to kick us off for the week? Ryan, do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, Ryan, why don't you go? <laughs> this is where I'm going to get shitty. It starts right now with my number one wrestler of the week, Gage Goldberg. Why is that, Jit? Why is because that? Because Gage kept his shirt on, and that's good enough in my book to be number one in all of pro wrestling this week. <laughs> Thank you. Number two is Reggie, the guy that holds the 24-7 strap. Yeah, he does cool flippy-doos, and that makes Ryan happy. <laughs> Number three, 
Shanky. Shanky has wrestled on Raw like three weeks in a row. How the fuck does that happen? <laughs> Good enough to be number three wrestler in Ryan's book. WWE plays stupid games. Now I have to play stupid games. Gage Goldberg, Reggie the 24 guy, and Shanky. I mean, you know, and I know this is shocking for me to say this. You know there's other wrestling programs. Shanky has a WWE contract, and the fiend Bray Wyatt does not. We'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get Take there. Your, there's other shit elsewhere. No, 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 no. Shanky no, no. has got to be the most lucky guy in all of professional wrestling. So why isn't he your number one? Because <laughs> Gage Goldberg kept his shirt on, and that's enough for number one. This week, anyway. You know, this how, week, Shanky may be number one next Goldberg? week. There's, there's plenty of weeks. How between old was now. he last time we saw him when he took his shirt off and he had the little fat kid body? He's five <laughs> years older. Tim, did you imagine when you came to us with this idea that multiple weeks Ryan would just take a huge <laughs> shit on this entire segment? I'm taking a shit on this. This is real. Tim even asked me, "Are these your real? Po-? Yeah, of course they're my real picks." I mean, I got, I got, a, I got yelled at. They for... were featured on the most watched wrestling program of the week. All three of these. More eyes were on these three than AEW, Impact Wrestling. Wow. <laughs> Impact Wrestling's your measuring stick. Okay. Goldberg. I, there might Goldberg be. There might 15. There might be more people watching this. Three count Thursday. Then don't be like that, Jim. I, a, I watched pretty much all Olympics. I've never watched a minute of the Equestrian, but I feel like there's more people that watch that than Impact. I was watching water polo the other day. That shit's crazy. That's entertaining. Water polo really is entertaining. Is. Uh, you can't put your feet on the bottom of the pool. My ass would drown. Artistic swimming. I was watching uh, at lunchtime this week. It's actually called artistic. Yes, it's swimming. no longer Edit. synchronized swimming. They they have changed the name to artistic swimming. And they sh- they showed no like point. an underwater show. That shit is un fucking real, unreal. Like I couldn't. I don't know. I can hold my breath for as long as they have their like top halves of their body underwater. Like I, yeah. I just and I'm not going to try. So don't ask me. Yeah, I mean that's not for me either. But the amount of athleticism that goes into that event is just insane it's, it's absurd it's absurd like it's it's crazy all of those athletic people none of them have a wwe contract but <laughs> fucking shanky does i was you know of right well that's true i'm sure of it i was watching race walking Man, earlier today the, the one girl that won gold in in uh i forget the weight class for wrestling did say in her like I did sofa that. interview that she wants to be signed so we might have the next kurt angle coming through um so there was ryan's three any anybody want to go next i can go ahead tim i just never like to go after ryan (laughs) i can um a i'm gonna give an honorable mention and he's on there for the wrong reasons but uh bobby eaton uh fantastic wrestler passed away very sad to hear that uh, I've gone through, I've watched some of his old stuff today. Uh, big reminder as to why he's so great. Uh, three, two, one, Christian Cage for becoming the new number one contender to the All Elite Wrestling Championship held by uh, Kenny Omega. 
Uh, number two, the boss, Sasha Banks, making a return on Friday Night SmackDown uh, and injecting herself back into the SmackDown Women's Championship scene. Number one, Injecting. no brainer. You're ridiculous. I fucking love that. I didn't even oh, do that on purpose. I, that I literally. That is my favorite thing you've ever said on this show. I'm literally too that sleepy. That is right there. I'm too sleepy to know that I made that joke. That was great. But if the if if the shoe fits, that's good. I like cool. that. Thank you. And number Injecting. one, of course. Number one, of course, Malachi Black, uh, doing what every everyone in the internet wrestling community not in jacksonville florida wanted him to do which was send cody rhodes home congratulations right on the button right on as, the as jr said pow right in the kisser 40 times before the show went <laughs> off the air um anybody anybody want to attempt to do intern marks with his funny nicknames since intern mark is uh not is not with us <laughs> number three he had johnny gargano yeah, John Boy. John Boy, number from, two, and in Indy Hartwell. Um, I, I don't know anybody. And, so and, you have you have what Johnny Wrestling and Indy Wrestling. We can play that game. There we go. Johnny and Indy Wrestling. Yep. Johnny Wrestling, Indy Wrestling, and and Mariachi Black. There we go. <laughs> There's Mark's three. Matt, you want to go with yours? Although good for Indy. Good for Indy Hartwell. Yeah, I love I love the uh, I love the kiss. Warm, yeah. warm my chat. Not enough. Not enough for my top three. I will go because that one did make my top three as number three. I thought that was one of the better moments that in wrestling the cock- this this weekend um, or week overall. So Indy Hartwell was number three. Sasha Banks, number two. Uh, huge pop on the return. And then she did the instant heel turn, which is where she works best. I think we can all agree. Much better as a heel than a face. Um, and then number one, Malachi Black for winning against Cody for now until he gets buried in a month and a half. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right when when Cody returns at uh at all in and all out or whatever it is and just just buries the crap out of him. Oh here we're gonna we're we gonna try this again. I'm gonna try this again. Alright, let's You thought I was going. Uh, Mark, are, are you are, are you with us? I think so. Can you hear me now? We can. We can yeah, we can hear you are really you well. Serious? We can, yes. And, and Tim's here. And Tim yes, is here. Yes, Tim. I made the run in. Tim made the run in. So, so Mark, do you, do you want to do you want to give us your? Even though we already saw them, do you want to read them off? Your three wrestlers of the week. We're up to the wrestler of the week already. Is that how we're? Yeah, we're cruising. Well, yeah, we're 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 powering through. Moving right along. Well, I'll be. All right, I better go quickly. So uh, number one. Can we start with one or three? Whichever you want to do, Mark. <laughs> All right, let's do. Uh, so number one, I put down that. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Black Malachi, I think it is Malachi. Black, he beat that Cody Rhodes this week. Was that last week? That was this week. That was last night. Last night. Okay. I just, uh, sometimes you know you get a little forgetful. Yeah. So then I, and then uh, that Indy Hartwell over there in NXT, I really like what she's doing. I really like I like that story. I like her. I like NXT. And so she's my number two. And then I have uh, Johnny Wrestling, or Johnny Gargano, I believe is his name, as my number three. He beat that uh, that blonde gentleman with the tattoos. Yeah. Awesome. Something about Lewis. Great. Mr. Lewis. Great. 
All right, my three. Uh, I have a guy who desperately needed a win uh, on Monday Night Raw and got one, uh, Keith Lee. Uh, good to see him back in the win column for the first time in years, it feels like. Uh, number two, the man who... Uh, Number two in the AEW rankings, I believe, uh, is in line for a title shot. Um, maybe getting one soon here, Christian Cage. And, uh, yeah, doing the Lord's work. Number one, Malachi Black. Bye-bye, Cody, at least for now. Um, those are uh, those are my three. Tim, where does that leave us? For the week, for the year? Well, for the week... I want to I don't want to bury the lead here but Gage Goldberg is now on the points tally for wrestler of the year with showings like this with showings like this uh Ridiculous. thanks to Ryan's thanks to Ryan's first place nomination for Gage Goldberg he is kept his shirt on in third he's 15 years old he can keep his shirt on for 3 more years um, at number one, we have Malachi Black receiving all of the other first place votes. Sasha Banks second with six, and Christian Cage and Indy Hartwell split the the final place for the week with uh, four points collectively. How that breaks down: Christian and Indy will receive one point. Goldberg will receive four. Gage Goldberg, not Bill. Uh, Sasha will receive seven and Malachi Black will receive 10 points towards his final total, which takes us to our year to date standings. And Malachi Black has now jumped to the number four spot on the year. Uh, He has with his uh, first place victory this week. He has leapfrogged Bianca Belair and the killer Karrion Cross on um, his rampage towards the number one spot. Top three still remain the same. Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega, Matt Cardona. And as you notice, we have retroactively removed Matt Cardona from the 10th <laughs> place spot because you all are assholes and y'all can't let me not have a moment to not be great. So uh, just just wanted to make mention that at the top of the top 10 with everyone there with 10 points, cool cow. broken so just just beyond that just beyond the graphic um below the 10 points i just want to clarify gage goldberg is on our list bill goldberg is not that's accurate gage, gage goldberg shares some do you want me to tell you who he has more points than i'd love to yes please do that roh roh stalwart dragon lee shotty blackheart Kevin Owens, Alexa Bliss, Eva Marie, Andrade El Idolo, both members of MSK, the big Kush, Kushida, Killian McMurphy, winner of the ECWA Super 8 for 2021, uh, Josh Alexander from Impact, uh, Sheamus, Raquel Gonzalez, and Christian Cage, Adam Cole, and Chris Jericho. <laughs> what? Oh, 
He has yeah. just as many points as Adman Burke. That warns us to the cock. Who's doing the Lord's work now? <laughs> um, yeah, that's our that that's our list. Thank you, Ryan. Since John Moxley, Cesaro, way before Gargano, there was Savage and Roddy and Saturdays on NBC. These five guys on Facebook are gonna take a hard look. Recount Thursday brings to you the wrestler, wrestler, wrestler of the week. The three count question of the week. All right, so um, as you can see, we are no longer celebrating American independence. We are looking forward to SummerSlam just a few weeks away, um, hopefully still in Las Vegas. Um, but uh, it brings us to a, you know, I want to try to come up with some SummerSlam-themed questions. And, and I know last year we covered the best SummerSlam match as we looked forward to SummerSlam, but... This is we're gonna go with. What is your favorite SummerSlam match of all time? Maybe the same as the best one, but uh, could be different. Um, anybody want to lead us off? I can lead. Yes. Us. Go ahead, Matt. So my favorite comes from SummerSlam 2000, where we had Edge and Christian versus the Dudley Boys. Versus the Hardy Boys in the inception of the TLC match for the tag titles. Yeah, that one. Um, that's that's probably one of my fa- that's probably my favorite involving tag teams, but uh, not my favorite. Obviously, a tremendous match. Uh, if you're following along with us in the live video, want to give us your favorite match? You can feel free uh, to do that as well. Um, anybody want to go next? Anybody want to follow up? Yeah, I'm sorry a... that my pick upset you, Jim. Oh, I'm not upset. He seems upset. I'm he was not... a little upset. You made the well. That's my favorite tag team match. Well, it is. Not, I. I mean, I'm. I'm. Spoiler alert! It is not my favorite match overall. But I am not upset. I promise you, I am not upset. Okay. He seems. He seems upset. Uh, upset. Sorry, guys. <laughs> my favorite match, which is a match that answers the question of the week perfectly uh, was from SummerSlam 1995. I spent a lot of time going through some SummerSlam matches um, heading up into this week's episode. So I did my research so you can take this one to the bank. It's the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon from SummerSlam 1995. It was an intercontinental championship ladder match. Um, The match was roughly, I think the 25 minutes long and boy, did it overshadow the main event that night? Diesel versus um, Mabel, uh, King Mabel in the main event. So, uh, really, just what a what a great match that was. I definitely recommend watching it um, over and over again, like I do. Um, whew, what a match! I mean, when when would you say, Ryan? Because that's about thirteen minutes ago. Thirteen minutes ago, you were watching it while we were on the air. Just on, yes. And you have it in the background. It's it's on my phone, Jim. You can download the Peacock app for your telephone and watch it. Yeah, he, he's got the pocket cock. <laughs> so so I mean, if you're if you're watching it right now, do you have it? Yeah. On, do you still have it on now? 
my battery just died. Well, the, that oh, that's not a that's not a surprise either. Um, I do I do have it right now. I mean, can you can you show us? I mean, you're clearly watching it. Just turn the turn the screen. Yes, you want me to show you a picture from SummerSlam 1995? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? That I you that's to, you want me to do? That's hey Google, show me show me SummerSlam 1995. Is that what you were asking for? Yeah, that's oh, what my I, phone just died again. Oh, again. You know, it's, it's weird an, it's how battery, old, it's an old Samsung. Yeah, I mean, it's weird how batteries do that. They have power, yeah. then they then yeah, they die, an and then one. they come back, and then they die again. Um, <laughs> Mark or uh, Tim, do you guys want to give your favorite match from SummerSlam? I will. And my favorite match from SummerSlam is from probably the greatest SummerSlam of all time, SummerSlam 2002. And is it that? is... It's a yeah. good year. It's a good year. I watched that one, too. Yeah. Go back and watch it. It's really good. Uh, SummerSlam 2002 has also the greatest opener of all time in Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio. Okay. What a banger. If you have not if you have not taken the time, uh I know I myself uh during the SummerSlam season, I like to go back to the beginnings of SummerSlam and and watch through the right pay-per-views to see the history right on the cock. And uh this will definitely be highly anticipated once we get close to uh close to the end of the list. So all right, very good. Mark, you want to give yours? Yes. I, uh, there was about a five-minute period where I couldn't hear a word you guys were saying. Great. <laughs> I can hear you now. Great. <laughs> Mark, sell one of your E.T. figures and buy a computer. I, I need, You know what? I got to do something. <laughs> I'm waiting for more of that sweet, sweet Joe Biden money to come in. Well, no, I mean... I wouldn't count on it, but you know. Well, no, we get it every month. Uh, <laughs> we do. It's it's not enough. SummerSlam oh, match, Mark. SummerSlam match. Favorite SummerSlam match, Mark. We're up to the SummerSlam match now. Uh, I picked uh, from SummerSlam '97 that Undertaker and Bret Hart with Shawn Michaels as a special guest referee. And that, if I'm not mistaken, I think Brent held that title until the Montreal Screwjob. Sure the did. Screwjob, that's what I was trying to say. Sure did. So, I mean, that was pretty exciting. And uh, you guys remember uh, Michael hit the Undertaker with the chair, but he had a count. Otherwise, he would have been suspended for life plus 10 years from World Wrestling Federation. And, life plus 10 uh, that was a good years. Match. I liked it wasn't lot the lot stipulation, too. but okay. <laughs> Close. Life plus 10 years suspension. <laughs> Close. Well, with that, okay. So that was like the old Shawn Michaels, and then he found God. So with it, it would, would when he found God count as the new life? Tim, what do you got there? So it's not, uh, it's not glamorous, but we're going to give him a try. We have zucchini chips. Zucchini <laughs> chips. I'm going to eat, oh. God damn it. Speaking of that match, um, Mark, Jim, I like that you had uh, put up the, the clip of 
how Brett Michaels was the best at spitting in people's faces I mean, of all time. And it was in... nice probably to reminisce to when he actually could. Oh, now come on! Drivel down the side. Yeah. Did you say Brett Michaels? Yes, he did. From <laughs> did <I>? Poison? <laughs> mm-hmm. Poison? Even better. Poison. Even, even, even yep. better. I'm Skitty Bop! <laughs> Rock of love, baby! <laughs> That's how he picked his winners for the Rock of Love seasons. He's is just spitting their whichever one of whichever one of the contestants caught all of his spittle he's like spanning. baby birds out of the nest is uh, how there's so much come. Um. All right. I said spittle. The the question of the week was, "What's your favorite match?" Oh. What's your favorite match? My favorite match was with Melina and Alicia Fox. Who? SummerSlam 2010. I mean, how, it, there's no other answer, right? I mean, for you, Big Jim, there is no other answer. No, my my answer is the uh, the classic from Wembley Stadium, SummerSlam 1992. Bret Hart, British Bulldog. That is my favorite SummerSlam match. I'm surprised you didn't take Bret Owen from 94. Uh, it, it, it was a strong contender. We did talk about that on the It was a strong contender. Also a strong contender was uh, Brock and Cena from 2014. Because that one is just... That one so is like good. 13 minutes of fun. Just, just really, really good. Um, I mean, fun for who? Everybody but, everybody but John with. Cena, I would say. Because <laughs> I had fun. Uh, most wrestling fans I know had fun. Brock Lesnar looked like he was having fun. The year I, before that, too, when, when we had Daniel versus Cena and then the launch of the authority angle, mm-hmm. that was a pretty solid match before we got to the, the Triple H turn and everything, which just elevated things. For yeah. sure. Now, now that the main event of that pay-per-view is Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Technically speaking. Uh, Another low-key, sneaky good uh, pay-per-view match for SummerSlam, I believe, was SummerSlam 01, Kurt Angle and Steve Austin. Okay. For the title. Oh, if I'm, I think, I think I'm right on that because what was what was the SummerSlam? Wasn't there a SummerSlam match with Kurt Angle where he got knocked out on a table spot? Was that a SummerSlam? It might have been like a triple threat. It was Triple H, Angle, and. Rock and Rene Dupree. Rene Dupree. I think that might have been SummerSlam 2000. Okay, because I like I remember I remember one documentary or something hearing the 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 story of Angle getting knocked out because the table, uh, the table when Triple H went to do the pedigree on the table, the table started breaking and Angle just went face first into the table and knocked himself out. Um. Devin has Cena versus Styles. So good. In uh 2016. Yeah, really good match. Um I was trying to think of like the best women's matches and the ones that the one that stuck out to me from SummerSlam was Charlotte and Sasha in 16. That's a good one. I remember it Char- being a really Charlotte good Charlotte and uh Trish at 19. Yes, that's right. That was the that was the SummerSlam. Um, Sherry Martell versus Sapphire, 
Another good one. I, when I was just going to say, Smokey, I was just <laughs> going to say that. I'll be darned. I'll be darned, too. <laughs> Let's be darned together. <laughs> um, shame you're on a delay, together. Mark. You would have gotten that joke in on time. <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> Yo, his hamsters are trying real hard to they're, run that internet. They are working overtime. They are definitely working overtime for old intern Mark tonight. Mark, what was your favorite song from the Guns N' Roses concert? Give him one. Boy, let's see here. You know, I really like Night Train. I was surprised they sang that one. It's a great song. The Night Train. The Night Train. What was was the, what was the rest of your guys? Because you were all there. I was, I was not. Um, Matt, you posted a picture to your LinkedIn today, uh, and that is actually during them singing "Live and Let Die." I know. As a, as a, I, by the way. I, I realized that I insisted that they didn't play that song, and then I had a video of it on my phone. <laughs> I like the, only, the only one I think they did the black and white screen for. I think so too. Yeah, I like. I don't mind their version of that, but I mean, I like McCartney's version better. You would. <laughs> you would yeah, you definitely would. Um, so I got, I got beef. I got big beef with this set list. All right, what's your beef? You know, because we have we have time before the break. I want to wait what until after the break until we get so to our next full, topic. The full set list of what was done is on setlist.fm. All right, let's see. Oh, okay. let, let's hear the list. Because so they started with "It's So Easy," into Mister Brownstone, Chinese Democracy, Slash Solo, into Welcome to the Jungle. Okay. Did Double Talk and Jive. Then they did a song I didn't think they were going to do. They did Velvet Revolver's Slither. They did. Solid. God, that was so effing good. Um, I love Velvet Revolver, by the way. Oh, man. Then they did Better, Estranged, Live and Let Die, You're Crazy, Rocket Queen, You Could Be Mine, and then Duff actually sang and did a Stooges cover of I want to be your dog. And then oh, we get cool. into, and then we get into the meat of the Guns N' Roses concert back to back to back to back Civil War, Dead Horse, Slash Guitar Solos, Sweet Child of Mine, November Rain, Knocking on Heaven's Door, Night Train, and Paradise City for the Encore. Now, let me tell you where my beef is. All right. Where is patience? patience? Yep, exactly. Get rid of any of these other songs. Like, I don't need Rocket Queen. I don't need. I don't need Knocking on Heaven's Door. Do you need oh. Chinese democracy? Do you get need get out of there? Like, you don't need Chinese democracy. No, nobody needed no. Chinese democracy. Right. I mean, Knocking on Heaven's Door was one of the songs that Axel could hit every note on. Still, so I understand <laughs> don't why. Don't care. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with that. To me, knocking on heaven's door and patience fills the same slot of like well-known song that's also down. But I was thinking, like, give me sweet, give me, give me all that stuff. Remove knocking on heaven's door. Move night train up, and then do a double encore of Paradise City into Patience. Done. See, I think you go Patience into Paradise City. Oh yeah, you can't, you can't end with Patience. You can't end with they also They also didn't play Don't Cry, which is more of a ballad. Don't you cry. They also didn't play Used to, play used to used Love to Her. Love her. Oh, 
Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a that's a pretty long set list though. For I mean, Slash didn't miss a beat. I'm willing to bet Axl Rose was actually on stage for maybe 42 minutes of the whole set. <laughs> yeah, because he. So he gradually evolved into Axl Rose during the concert, if you guys were there. <laughs> With the Is piano? He, well, no. So when he first comes out, it's T-shirt. He has the bandanas coming out of the oh, back yeah, pocket. Okay. Yeah. And then he leaves and comes back, red bandana. Then he leaves and he comes back. He's got a new shirt on and he's got a hat. He's got a black hat on. He leaves again. He comes back. It's another shirt and it's like a tan hat. So, like, he progressively turns into the Axl Rose we all want. Without the band, Bandit. <laughs> Without the voice. If, if, they, if he would have had one more set change, I think maybe he would have found his voice in the back, maybe. But, uh... Meanwhile, meanwhile, Slash and Duff and the boys are all sitting there pitting out their same shirt in the entire concert. <laughs> My God. Dude, Slash didn't miss a note. No. If you've never heard a Slash live performance, man, that... <sighs> that was worth the price of admission alone. Yeah. He did yeah. Muddy Waters. He did Muddy Waters oh, leading into Sweet Child of Mine. And, man, so good. Yeah, he was so good. He also did the um, the Air Tube. Oh yeah, with that uh, like the Bon Jovi guys do. Yeah. Oh okay. The air tube microphone trick. I was gonna say that Peter Frampton did. Oh, yeah, the Frampton? Peter Frampton. Frampton yeah. Thing? Yeah, I think Frampton, Frampton did it deal. first, but but yeah, the Richie Sambora. Everybody's done it. Bon Jovi yeah. definitely did as well. Yeah. Or Sambora, I guess whoever. Yeah. Was the guy. Yeah. yeah. But it, it it was pretty it was pretty dope. I also want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Wolfgang Van Halen. I was gonna say, how were they? Because I've heard I've heard bits and pieces of of some of their songs or his. You really gotta check out the song "The Distance." That song is uh, real good, real good. He he looks like Man Mountain Rock. Yep. (laughs) But he can. That boy can sing. He can play the pinaner. He can play the git fiddle. He's got it all. Solid. I believe this was like their first large performance as well. Oh, for sure. I'm sure. Like, I think they've done like a couple of like small tours dates, maybe. Uh, they were on like Kimmel once, but I think this was like their first arena stadium style show. So, but they killed it. We yeah. were, we were in the merch, merch line for the majority of the set, but we could hear everything because Hershey Park is just chef's kiss acoustically oh yeah you can well, he- you hear what everything shirt did you end up with i didn't end up with any shirts because they only went up to 3x that's very true um but we got uh megan got uh and megan's dad um they got the classic guns and roses or the, not the classic guns and roses they got the um well megan got the the gold circle two guns yep facing each other sleeveless and her, we got her dad, the inner circle. The Jericho guns, one. The Jericho <laughs> one. Um, oh! Kid, when you were in line, did they have that Hershey Park exclusive shirt? I don't know. What was the Hershey Park exclusive shirt? It was, uh, it had the Axel and Duff and Slash 
kind of standing there and like a like a, a roller coaster kind of track from the left track. It was like neon colors. Hmm, I didn't see it. Mark, did you did either Mark or Matt or Ryan did either of you guys pick up any uh any souvenirs from the night? Yeah, I I got the sleeveless one as well. Nice. I got a I got a good piece of I got a good history moment, a mental history moment from the concert. I saw a drunk dude take a back bump down four rows. Oh my. It was awesome. The guy just... I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet it's the same guy um, that I saw almost do that at a Kiss show, like 15 years ago. So he's just 15 years older, and and you know doesn't quite have the the drunk ba- the drunk balance that he did when he was younger. He didn't have his sea legs. Tim was was that after the show? Because there was a guy that went down. I don't know how many rows, but boy. He hit Ooh. those uh, aluminum seats hard. Mark really had to throw up the axe. I threw, yeah, I threw up he the actually axe. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I threw the axe up. I threw yelling. He looked at security and threw up the axe. <laughs> I did. I oh, my God. Did. I, don't no. know, I don't know when tickets were purchased, but Mark, Matt, and I got tickets at the same time. We were in Section 5, Row Z. Tim and company got tickets at a separate time. Row five, section Y, or, or our section five, row Y. They were one row ahead of where we were supposed to be sitting. Tickets purchased. I'm not sure how far apart. Um, now they moved us because uh, I guess there's like a. I don't know why they moved us. So the the press box for the stadium is in section five, and it eats up. Rows Z Y X by Mark and W, I think, or just Z Y X. W was there, went up to W, yeah. So X, Y, and Z are gone. And so we didn't know, we didn't know we needed to talk to somebody to get our seats moved. So we we went upstairs to go to find our seats and we saw there was no row Y. We were like, Where's row Y? And they were like, Other side. I was like, okay, fine. I didn't know that that was section six we just moved into. But there was absolutely no one there, as Mark is just absolutely nothing. Mark, if you need to go and, like, pray to the internet gods and, like, figure something out for yourself, we we, we you know understand. What, man? I, we understand. I think we, got you, I think we got you this week, big dog. I think we got you. Yeah, we, we, under, we understand. Go to, Don't you got some interns? Go, go, intern. go to Best Buy. The computers are on sale right now. You I know. love how large Mark's bill looks too. <laughs> it looks yeah, like, he looks like Smalls okay. from uh, from Yes, <laughs> he sure does. He's about to go. He's about to go uh, talk to the Beast. Get his hey, ball back. This. Ready? Hi, Mark. Hi, boys. Oh, he does hear us. <laughs> Here we go. What the heck was going on? Oh, it hi, Mark. Like it, was and it, it, it was crazy. It sounded like one of the adults in a Charlie Brown cartoon was talking for about five minutes here. <laughs> well, that's very rude of you to say. <laughs> All I heard was... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't... For great audio for the podcast. 
I don't know what to t- tell you, Mark. Oh, boy. I don't know what's going on around here today. <laughs> I'm not sure either. Okay. Are you in the lower part of your house? Now I'm on, a, I'm on the second story. You're on the main level there. I'm on the second story. I'm, uh, I'm where I'm usually at when uh, for the show. I don't know why the other week everything was fine. <laughs> <laughs> And now we just can't. Now you, we can't hear you at all. It's <laughs> what the hell is that? What is that? Big dog. We can we can send him on out of here. Yeah, we're, uh, picking, up, we're picking up like trans transmissions from another you know another planet through Mark's. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an executive decision here. And uh, bye, bye, Mark. Bye, 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 Mark. We'll catch you later, big dog. So let's um. Let's. Why don't we go to break? Let's let's go to break. When we come back, we'll, we'll talk about uh, one of the crazier news pieces from the last week and and how it how we got here and and all of that. Stick with us. Three Count Thursday Live. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports, and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Are you looking for a place to listen to your favorite music and sports? Look no further. WLSN, the Lieb Sports and Music Network, is a web-based music and sports network. Our network was created to provide authentic, high-energy entertainment through live streaming to a national audience. We play popular music while hosting podcasts from all over the world. Curious? Check us out on the web at LiebSports.com. That's L-E-E-I-B sports.com. Or find us on the TuneIn Radio app. Got Alexa? Just say, Alexa, play WLSN on TuneIn. WLSN is America's number one blog-themed sports and music network. Welcome back, Three Count Thursday. We are live here, uh, August the fifth, twenty twenty-one. We are glad to be with you. If you're still with us on the live show, um, God bless you <laughs> for for sticking with us and sticking with intern Mark. God bless him. Um, but uh, give us a like and a share. We'd appreciate that. And and uh, and Patreon.com slash Three Count Thursday. ThreeCountThursday.com is our homepage. homepage. Give us a follow on all of our social media. Um, all right, guys. The the the, the big news of the week um, then came across the uh, came across on on Saturday. I get home from the golf course. 
I see a, a message from Ryan um, that I thought was not real, um, but in fact, of course, it was Bray Wyatt released by WWE uh, over the weekend. Um, the the word that is uh, reported is due to budget cuts, as we have heard many a time, uh, especially multiple times over the last year, year and a half. Um, so... Well, let's give our thoughts on, on the release, and then I kind of want to attack this in two different ways. One, where did this, where did it go wrong? I think there's maybe multiple places uh, that this went wrong. But also, it, it, the I saw a question somebody had posted uh, the other day on Twitter. It was Bray Wyatt misused, which I think is an interesting uh, topic point. But first, go around the room, thoughts thoughts on the release itself. Of Bray Wyatt. Where do you I don't, want to know how, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you can let go of a character like Bray Wyatt. I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. And this one will absolutely come back and bite the WWE in their ass. Tim, Matt. So if I'm honest, I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. Um, Harper, Rowan, Braun, all three of them were cut. They were let go. Mm -hmm. Now Harper kind of wanted his own way out, but the other two were at the WWE's hand and Bray doesn't really, didn't really have anybody else in the back, in the, the background to, to, you know, have his back. Um, I'm not surprised that they, they sent him packing, especially we said it after Braun Strowman, but like if they're cutting Braun Strowman, they're willing to cut anybody. Sure. Braun was just at, uh, he was at WrestleMania. He wrestled the, the, the best in the world. Um, and then he was in a, man. <laughs> where is it? There it is. The best in the world. Damn, that's long. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, but once once Braun was gone, I mean, he faces who he faced at Summers, at WrestleMania, and then he faces off for the Universal Championship at uh, WrestleMania Backlash, and he's gone. If they're going to fire him, they'll fire anybody. And, he raked my back. Yeah, no, he didn't literally rake him. So unfortunately for backrash. Bray, for backrash, um, unfortunately for Bray, he was gone a little too long. Um, but also kind of crazy that they were talking about him, re- talking to him about a return in August. That's now the, the month. The month dude. we're in, yes. That's like nowish, dude. But that lines up with everything with Alistair Black. Right. Um, who else who else did they let go right like right Ever before? Rise. 
Ever Rise. Um, Chelsea, I think. Wasn't Chelsea supposed to? Or no, who's the other one? Um, Ruby. There was somebody else. Wasn't Not Ruby. It was somebody who was going to make a call up. Santana Garrett. Santana Garrett. Oh. Yeah. Like, not surprised again. Right. Yeah, I think like it. It, it kind of goes along because we were we we touched on this a little bit on the pre-show, post-show, but like it's like I don't I don't think the two the two sides are like there's the Nick Khan side and then there's like the wrestling side like the wrestling sides in their world and then Nick Khan's like ah get rid of them get rid of them they're not making enough money for us get rid of them like I think I think I said to Ryan uh on the pre-show post-show like it's it's there, the the corporate side, I think, is looking at, you know, this is how much we're paying you, this is how much you're being utilized. I don't even know if you're being. They're looking at what you're being utilized. This is how much you're bringing in. Like, it, like it's it sucks. It's like a bad. It's it's a bad way to do wrestling business. To 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 analyze it from a, and I get it, it's it's business versus whatever you know it's there's there's a there's a lot to it but i think that like bray i'm sure had a big contract there was a lot of talk about what braun was making and that like a lot of people think that he will end up re-signing with the wwe or, or at least that was the early thought on a lesser deal um if you follow him on social media if you see any of his posts like i, I don't necessarily think that's kind of on his mind and maybe it's not even on the wwe's mind but like i i think it's Nick Khan's looking and the corporate side's looking at, you know, you're making this much. Um, there's, there's not probably a lot of new merch being pushed because he hasn't been on TV basically in 2021. I mean, a little bit at the start of the year, wrestled the match at WrestleMania. And then for, for the rest of the year, he's pretty much been gone. So eight months, we're not pushing new merch. So at one point you were on the top of the merch, but, um, if there, if there's nothing new, you're not being used. So, I, like, I'm not, I'm not surprised from that aspect because of the corporate side. Um, it, it, it definitely. I didn't expect to, to. I didn't wake up Saturday expecting to see Bray Wyatt released. Um, especially the, after the fact that WWE had a press conference with Nick Khan and Vince McMahon, and they talked. They did the. Uh, sleep is our competition because everyone should be watching WWE Network 24 hours a day, seven <laughs> days a week. And that they touted record high profits and earnings. And then they cut Bray Wyatt. Well, I mean, how do you get? And then, and then like, well, you can get record then, profits when you cut big contracts. <laughs> Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that to be funny towards Bray, but the more. But, the, but you also alluded to Ray Wyatt had a lot of time off in 2021. Um, after somebody, somewhere, in some sort of creative meeting, decided to light him a flame and keep him off TV until he came back as an ashtray. <laughs> like how how are you going to hold that against? 
Oh, I'm, I'm not. No, no, no. Himself. I, I'm not holding it against him. I'm just saying, like, that's. I mean, I get like you can be like he's had some time off recently. If you want to believe in like the, he wanted some time off, maybe some uh, mental, whatever. Like, it's even hold that against somebody is, is a shit thing to do. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not saying it was held again, or you're saying that from like a company standpoint. Just a company standpoint. No, I'm not. I'm not saying you okay. are cheering this. You're not yet. No, I'm not. We haven't got to that part of the segment. I'm not cheering this at all, actually. Ah. Uh, no, I'm not. Like <laughs> saving money, saving money, guys. You sound like a progressive commercial, Jim. You want to bundle, bundle the releases, <laughs> save as much money as I mean, you can. it's true. Um, I was thinking this going in. Jim, is there any single, like, superstar that WWE could cut where you would, like, legitimately be like, no excuses, this is trash? Um, I mean, Bray. I, I think Bray is one of them. Why do you release Bray? Uh, Roman is there. Roman is on that list. Uh, Charlotte Flair on that list. Be looking at Charlotte next couple of months. I was going to say, I think we'll be having that conversation generally pretty soon. Yeah. Um, but like, that is mind blowing to me too. How do you, and again, like I understand like you're looking at a business perspective. I'm not saying you Jim directly. So when I say you, I mean like a collective WWE, you look at somebody, you say, what's my ROI? And is it worth it to keep them around? But I feel like in, 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 in this industry, like an entertainment industry, you have to look at what their ROI is and then what their ROI to another company would be. And you have to play a little bit of defense. And I feel like Bray Wyatt is one of those characters where you have to say, ooh, he is worth so much more elsewhere that I have to keep him in my base. It is a baseball term called wins above replacement. Yeah. Is how, how much how much does one player a, achieve? Like how much is he worth if you pull him out? Because it's one thing to like notice, and and it's it kind of goes along the lines of a lot of other things, where we acknowledge the greatness of things after they're gone, right? Po- posthumously awarding things to people after they pass away. Uh, acknowledging the greatness of a of a career after it ends and not not seeing it for what it is in real time. So the same thing with Bray Wyatt. You can look and see, oh, well, he's been gone since WrestleMania and technically he's been gone since, what was the pay-per-view he got roasted and toasted and burnt to a crisp at? Um... Was that Hell in a Cell? WWE no, Campfire. Was, was it Night of Champions? No, it was. Was, was it Roadblock? <laughs> <laughs> it was no, was not No Way Out. No Way Out's not even a pay per view anymore, is it? Is it Judgment Day? No. <laughs> Capital Punishment. Armageddon. Armageddon. Uh, greed. Sin. Um. TLC. There we go. December to dismember. Yep. TLC. So he's been gone since then, but Bray Wyatt is also single-handedly responsible for giving Alexa Bliss a new lease on life creatively. 
he, he Alexa Bliss's character is now not beholden to any championships. She she can be whatever she wants to be. She can be involved in any storyline. She is now in the Bray Wyatt spot of does not need to be in the title in the title picture to have a meaningful feud. Or Alexa her, or doesn't get there with, without the fiend. Or her feud with the Eva Marie and Dude. <laughs> but people are talking about it. But I mean, it, she is in that role, but we said that so many times with the fiend, but then they continually just put him in the title scene eventually just to have him lose. Yeah, like, at least for now, Charlotte Flair's there in that title picture. So <laughs> so no where she no no lose. nobody's boxing her out for now. But that's <laughs> but that's WWE and their fifty fifty booking style. Right. Like right. Look at Monday Night Raw over the last two weeks of every rematch that took place from Raw to the next Raw. Every single matchup went the other way. Yep. Keith beat Karrion Cross. Uh, T-Bar and Mace beat Mansoor and Ali. Nikki Ash beat Charlotte. Yep. So, I mean, so coming this it- week on Raw, a Karrion Cross beats Keith Lee. Yeah, uh, like the week before it was the uh, Mansoor yeah. and Mustafa Ali uh, will beat um, uh, T Bar and Mace Windu, and then um, it's Charlotte and uh, Nikki Ash will probably go to a, a double countout. That's definitely a just, DQ finish just to shake it up. I mean, for all of Bray's career, though, with with both characters, he's always had a character that doesn't need a title, so that might have right. just kind of been the issue of what do we do with this guy it doesn't make sense for the leader of a cult to have a title belt and defend it all the time it doesn't make sense for a demon finn balor (laughs) included apparently to have a title belt and defend it all the time so it might have just been the issue is from the start he had great characters but not great wrestling characters and and wrestling has never been Bray Wyatt's strong suit. If you go back mm. and you look at like the history of Bray Wyatt in the ring, I, I don't think like you can name you can't really name good... me three good Bray Wyatt three good Bray Wyatt matches. Every match he had with Roman Reigns. <laughs> Which was like two, <laughs> <laughs> and then the fun house where he didn't wrestle, that's right? right. <laughs> and that's not a match; that's a segment. Like it's like, but also like. No, I agree. I agree you with you. Too. Really, that's not what you were looking for, were you? If you were looking for that out of a out of a a supernatural character, you should have never got Cor- that. Like, Cor- you should have got not- the Hell in a Cell with Seth Rollins. Where like he has everything thrown at him and then he's standing up unharmed. Like that's what you get. You shouldn't get I think his in ring, he adapted to like his body size. Right. And I think he used his body as a right. weapon really but well. I, but Tim Tim's point is he's not yeah. he's he's never gonna get a five star match seven in Japan. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Bray Wyatt's I, not going to carry a match based mm-hmm. on his wrestling. But that's skills. fine. He's not in he'll, a wrestling company. Care- Right, but he'll Very carry true. a storyline, but, but he... then you have to eventually have some wrestling built into that. And the whole time, it just didn't make sense. Like, matches that Bray Wyatt was great at were ones where he was telling the story, cutting the promos, doing the psychological thing. But at the end of the day, like, did you want to see Bray Wyatt 
wrestle all the time. No, you wanted to hear him on the mic. You wanted to see what he was going to do with the funhouse. But I could, I didn't need him in the ring. And that's probably one of the main reasons why he ended up being cut was just because they were like, we have this guy. He's a great character. Mm. But where do we go from here? There's nowhere. So I think that that starts to evolve into what the, the, the first part of like my two-part discussion is is like where where did this where did Bray Wyatt and the WWE go wrong and and I, I think there was unfortunately how far back you want to go Jim? right and that, that's mean, what I'm saying I think unfortunately there's that stands out there's uh, multiple I, yeah I, I think the biggest one that always stuck out for me was just not even being on the WrestleMania card and then just coming out and getting buried by rock and Cena rock. for fun so that was oh that, that was 32 no, no, no. I mine goes before mine goes to third. Like, I know we can look at thirty with Cena, but to me, I thought thirty-one with the Undertaker was m- more egregious than the Cena loss. Because so you had that moment with Cena, and then throughout that year, I'm sure there was other feuds where he called some people out, and then he lost. But it's like, now you have an opportunity at 31, you're calling out The Undertaker. Now, yeah, I understand Taker lost the year before, whatever. And and people have like said to me this week, like, Undertaker needed that win. I'm like, did he? Like, I get he Taker lost. doesn't lose twice in like, a row. I get he lost the year before. But, like, The Undertaker's legacy wasn't going to be defined by a couple of mania losses at the end of his career. Like Bray, I think Bray, if you're going to put Bray in that spot, if Bray's going to call out the Undertaker, he's got to win that match. Like, whether or not, whether or not over, though, you can't do it two years in a row like that. That does tarnish Taker to a little bit. But look what it did for Bray Wyatt. But here's sorry, Brock Lesnar. But but I did. I mean, Brock did have a lot after that win like and and I mean, that also led to like seth out, rollins that win was the one in 31 and one or 21 and one rather right like, that, that but promo that, was was better than anything that brock did after that um but to 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 the the tarnishing of uh like the undertaker's legacy like uh, you know are, do you remember? Do you remember Brett Favre for like being a Super Bowl winning quarterback, or the crap at the end of his career? Do you remember Cal Ripken as the guy who broke the streak, or like after he stopped the streak? Like, I, I don't think I a couple think of everybody losses. Everybody remembers Brett Favre on the Vikings, <laughs> or, 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 or sending the dick pics to the reporter. To me, Brett Favre is eternally the dude who like threw for four for four touchdowns on the Monday after his dad passed away. Right. So like like that's my picture of Brett Favre. Right. So like I, I don't All right, I, Jim, play along with Jim. But I, I really don't <laughs> I don't think that the Undertaker, you know, taking a couple of losses at the end of his career, when that's probably what he should be doing anyway, is going to hurt the legacy of the Undertaker. I, I, I just I don't think it, it hurts his legacy, but then it makes the wins after that less impactful. Like if he loses to Brock, then loses to Bray and then a couple years later loses to Roman. Like, is that Roman win as big? Or is it just like, eh, it's Taker. He's putting people over again. 
but is the I, only reason we're having this conversation is because the Undertaker had a winning streak at WrestleMania. Like, if we had any or, of these conversations, like Shawn Michaels is the most losingest wrestler <laughs> in WrestleMania history, and he's Mister he WrestleMania, is. and he's Mister WrestleMania, yeah, and right. he's Mister WrestleMania, like. Triple H has a negative win-loss record. At right, and he buries everybody at WrestleMania. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so, like... So, it's, it, it, it's, it's counterintuitive to think that Undertaker gets a pass. And, like, if anything to me, WWE has proved time and time again, history doesn't matter. It's what happens right now. And for every other time that, like, Undertaker lost... He'll come back a little later. He'll do some funky do stuff. And then, oh, man, he's a threat. Like, literally, just if you if you change the stories a little bit and you, maybe you get The Undertaker involved a little sooner as opposed to waiting to, like, two weeks before WrestleMania to have the old dead man walk out, dust off the duster, and 27 minutes to the ring, like, <laughs> like, it 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 doesn't matter. Whatever. I'm adding five. He's old, Jim. I mean, if if we're thinking back to like Bray Wyatt feuds, either as part of the family or as the fiend, like, can you think of a memorable one where he came out on top at the end of the feud? Because I'm struggling. Like, uh, it feels like the only one that sticks out is when he actually beat Finn Balor when he debuted the fiend. And there and was a moment was a in year- that match that I was uh, scared. <laughs> and that was a year after the whole Bray Wyatt Fiend stuff or Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor stuff even happened, right? Yeah. But yeah. like because, and originally he was supposed to wrestle as Sister Abigail. Ooh. Um but yeah, go back like go back to, to SummerSlam yep. two years ago. That match, there was definitely points where like because I think Finn Balor was going up for the Coupe de Grace, and I was like Oh shit! Like in like I, like because the entrance was awesome, and I'm like all jacked up, and I'm like he's gonna beat him really fast, and then the match is going like nine minutes, and I'm like this isn't good. This I think this is real bad. <laughs> I think that's part of like the story behind the fiend is they let too much offense get in on the fiend all the time. Yeah. They'd never insulated him properly as a monster character. He should have came out and he should have walked like just rolled Finn Balor. He should have rolled Seth Rollins. Mm -hmm. Instead, he loses in Hell in a Cell at the height of powers only to then win the title Cool on Halloween, not cool in Saudi Arabia, where people don't even understand what the fiend is doing. <laughs> right? They're oh, like, big scary. Clown. They're like, is Yay! that Papa Shango? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's probably how the the right. Saudi prince pushed it. Right? Because oh, Papa Shango Junior. Right? Because yeah. didn't like, wasn't there like a report that they wanted to hire like a follow bod to be Yokozuna? Like, yeah, they wanted Yokozuna. Yeah, they wanted, they wanted the of... Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> like, yeah, Ultimate Warrior. Um, um, yeah, it just they they've never they never treated the fiend right in the ring. Correct. And now, I feel like the fiend had a better win loss record than like the Bray Wyatt cult leader. 
he did, but he also did. his his sample size is a lot shorter. That's that's very true. That's fair. The Fiend, I think, has only lost if I'm four matches. He lost to Goldberg. <sighs> he lost to Roman. Mm-hmm. He lost to Seth. Mm-hmm. And Randy Orton in the and Inferno Randy match. Orton. Yeah. Oh, Randy Orton twice. Because Randy Orton beat him at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So four different people beat him. Five times. Five times from 2019. Right, in less than two years. 2021. And he took time off. Right, and he also didn't wrestle like every Monday on Raw. He also didn't wrestle at every pay-per-view. So, like, I mean, that's... Uh, if you if you're doing it in a week to week month to month time frame he basically lost five times in what six months that's not yep. that, that's not a great uh i mean you don't want him wrestling that much though either oh absolutely like, not that's that's the spectacle right. of, of of the moment like oh, yeah, he's a character we don't need to see Correct. every week but you want to see the entrance you want to see him talk and you want to see him bounce but you want to see also he had a alter ego that could come out every week and wrestle and be involved and take the heat. Right. That the, like for every loss that the fiend had, Randy Orton could have beat Bray Wyatt, the man, right? Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers, Seth could have beat Bray Wyatt, like all of this other stuff. And then when the fiend has to show up, stomp him but you just you just did that with finn balor and then the demon has to show up right except you can't do that with two with two superstars but they weren't really doing that with the the demon that much anyway saying the demon only have like three matches or something i mean like he probably had more matches in nxt than he did in wwe yeah that sounds right before you know but the fiend or the, the the demon balor hasn't been around for a little for a, a while cuz he has been Finn I mean, and I, Finn at Balor and his club 35 I get Ryan's point though like yeah. WWE creative probably felt like now we can't have two of these guys nope doesn't work Well I think it's also because I think Finn doesn't didn't want to do the demon anymore Yeah you're right I agree Um which is crazy cuz that's the most what was the most money making thing he had right. done over like Rover man Yeah uh, and I feel like Bray Wyatt, again, fiend height of power, was a marketing machine. Like there was a ton of of shirts. Oh, all the and, time. Uh, like, and I get you don't have that now, but you also set him ablaze. He came back with just he was he would never been able to wrestle the way he came back. Well, no, and that's that's why he, he went through the transformation chamber. Or whatever before. Yeah, that's the, why he came the, back. The WrestleMania and, 37. I get, I get that, but is is that the moment they jumped the shark with that character? He was lit ablaze. Alexa Bliss, like I dreams of genie it, and he's back. I think. I mean, with a character like with a character like the Fiend, nothing jumps a shark. Yeah. To me, okay. if you're going to talk about jumping the shark. Let's talk about how he had the craftsman tool aisle thrown on him in Hell in a Cell. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's okay. Like, no, like, right. I mean, already, 
you already tell us a couple of months in, like he debuts in August and in October he gets the entire craftsman tool line dumped on him in hell in a cell in the beginning of the month. And then at the end of the month, he wins the title in Saudi Arabia where there was almost like an accused death. Like I remember that match was crazy. Yeah, like that's the I first thought, time we saw the neck breaky thing, right? The, no, the neck breaky thing he did to to Finn. Oh, well, that was to Finn. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, I think honestly, the first time they jumped the shark with with Bray, and I hate to say this, that stupid red light. Oh. The red light in all of the Ooh, Fiends Jim. matches, the, the red light in all of the Fiends matches is stupid. Yeah, I like, yeah, I think like, it was overkill after a while. Like, I think if you would have done it for like the, the, the first Hell in a Cell and then never like just as a whoa and then never do it again, like maybe, but yeah, why? Yeah. Why not, every time? They, they tried the same ish with Sin Cara, and they had that blue lighting. Oh, that's right. They like they love this like lighting stuff. Do you want me to tell you another time they jumped the shark with Bray Wyatt? Oh no! With Ring maggots. <laughs> that was yeah, that was what we had a WrestleMania match. With a high school projector above the ring, just showing maggots yeah, that in happened. the ring during a match. Yeah, don't forget about the time they had that weird kid come out and sing. He's got he's the whole got world, the world. <laughs> outside the hell in his cell, which is the only time he ah. lost to Cena in that. that I like the whole world in his hands. Yeah, I actually that was that cool. Was, I actually I like that. Creepy as hell. I don't think the kid. Kids are creepy. You get Kids it. Kids are creepy, man. Yeah. Kids you are creepy. It. Kids are definitely creepy. Um, Is there concern to any of you guys that uh, here's the? I feel like the fiend is marketed to an older demographic. Correct. Us. We're also the group that like grew up watching CM Punk and Daniel Bryan's. Is there? Is there? It's got to be a concern that those two guys ending up in AEW that we'll just follow the fiend like what is keeping us watching the wwe other than like it's just what to watch on monday that's an excellent question thank you that's an excellent question look at ryan actually bringing something i literally ask myself that question every monday (laughs) every wednesday and every or Tuesday tuesday and every friday like, like I, Roman, I, Roman Reigns bits you to watch on Friday. Really struggled watching Monday Night Raw this week, knowing that they just can break. Like that popped in my head multiple times, and I'm all for the crowd chanting "We want Wyatt." Chanted at yes. every single match, every single match. I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm actually fine with that as that well. That should be the new CM Punk. Yes. <laughs> They should just all start singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. Oh, that'd be so that, that, that would be. And take if they did over. like the, the lights. And yep. that would be fucking. Lights, absolutely. And just, and just sway. Rock. <laughs> Let WWE security throw out an entire 15,000 seat venue. We should disrupt it. Let's, let's, let's really start talking about this. Let's see if this catches on Monday night. 
or I'm gonna fucking take, let I'm it happen tomorrow night. Followers, fucking let it happen tomorrow night too. Like, yeah. let it happen in every WWE show because also it depending on what r- stories and rumors you believe. Roman Reigns is part of the reason of the Fiend's deep push because really? the Fiend was Universal. Cha- apparently, like there's, I, I'm trying to remember who spoke out, but somebody was like. Since Roman Reigns has come back, he's been a creative terror. He said he didn't want to work with The Fiend at all, which is why he came in and beat The Fiend and sent The Fiend to Raw when the obvious answer, the obvious storyline was Roman Fiend. Oh, because he came back at SummerSlam last year. But here's and then the- they win. He wins the title at Clash of Champions the next month against oh, Bray right. and Fiend, and then immediately Bray gets shipped to Raw in the draft. But also, Roman like- didn't want anything to do with him at all. Apparently, Roman Reigns was also responsible for the reason that the Sasha Bailey feud fizzled out in SmackDown because Roman wanted to be the top spot. And he didn't. Want, he felt that Sasha and Becky or Bailey were infringing on his push. Yep. Let's chant. We want Wyatt tomorrow. Over. Do it tomorrow, folks. Start um, that chant tomorrow. Like it's a rumor, and I don't know if I believe it. But also, if it is true, look at what Roman Reigns has done. He's kind of right. Like right. The end doesn't justify the means. No. Um. But, but also. Like Roman is a di- Roman is different now, like- right? And here's the thing too, though. Like if you if you look at like where the rosters were, I think, I think we even said it post draft. Like Raw probably needed the Fiend, like more than SmackDown needed the Fiend. It made more sense for him to be on that roster, and not just because of the red. Like he was more of a raw character. It felt yep. like right. Like SmackDown was like the number one, the wrestling show. Raw is the entertainment show, and like Raw needed needed something <laughs> like that. You know, like Raw really was in a tough spot, and fucking a year later, still are. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's it's not. Yeah, it's it's. It, it, it sucks all that but that's you know that's a, like that is a, a kind of a spot on point right i mean raw this week um i didn't think the first hour was too and th- like this is where like this is how bad the grading scale has gotten like the first hour not that bad the third hour okay pretty good the second hour terrible like it's not it's not even like this was good this was good no, it's like uh well, the first hour like, was serviceable. Have what Raw was? Do you have notes from? I don't. And again, I don't. I don't. I'm not trying to knock, you know, Donovan Dijak and uh, like these guys. There, there are wrestlers on that show that I enjoy that I don't think are being used properly. But like, how much longer am I going to tune in to see like Mustafa Ali in a tag team? And, Ryan, and your number one wrestler Mace. of the week was Gage Goldberg. I don't feel like you're tuning in that that hard. <laughs> I'm not trying. I'm not shitting on you, Dude, but you're, you're not. But you're you know not what I mean. Wrong. There's a reason. Those were my top three. Like I didn't. I didn't watch SmackDown last week because we went to baseball. Raw I had on, but I was working on job stuff. I didn't watch NXT. I watched AEW. That, that Shanky baby. <laughs> that was my wrestling week. Like you know what I mean. Like. 
And it, and I mean, if I like I said it last week, if I'm home on Fridays, I'll watch SmackDown. So, so here is, and I've been watching happened. a lot of Olympics too. So, I mean, and I do know like AEW's kind of found good footing on that 1.1 million rating. Yeah, they're and not again, they're not gaining, but they're holding. They are, but they've gone up every they've gone up every week for the last month. The the demo oh, has the actual the the total number has dipped last week to this week, but the demo number went up. Okay. So here's here's what's happened the last two weeks on Monday Night Raw, just in ring. Priest beats Sheamus, Styles and almost beat the Viking Daddies. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeats Sheer, Natalia Tamina versus Eva Marie and Dewdrop. Karrion Cross beats Keith Lee, Mustafa Ali and Mansoor beat Mason T Bar. MVP beats Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. John Morrison beats Riddle. Reginald beats R-Truth. Charlotte beats Nikki Ash. This week. Wait, was that one women's match in all of Raw? Yep. Okay, AEW. This week. Wait, no. No, no, because there was a... There was was the tag match. Women's tag. Right. Oh, okay. That's right. Where Natalia gets hurt. This week. Veer and Shanky. Timely. Veer and Shanky versus Drew McIntyre. Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax. Right, so that's a new match there, right? Yep. Mason the first one T-Bar. was a rehash. Either Ish. the first one was a, a, was the advancement right. of it. It was a right. handy two-on-one. Right. Yep. Uh, next match, Mason T-Bar get their win back. Rematch. 50-50. Next match, next match, Dewdrop versus Tamina. Rematch-ish. Rematch-ish. Yep. Uh, Damian Priest and Ricochet versus Morrison and Sheamus. Okay. So all of them have been intertwined. Pretty much. Right. Yep. Riddle versus Almost, which is Bro. a new matchup. Karrion Cross, Keith Lee, where Keith Lee gets that win back. Actual rematch. Uh, Reggie versus Akira Tozawa. Can we stop putting the 24-7 championship in the ring? Seriously, that's what I said. Why are we why are we scheduling in-ring because 24-7 Reggie, matches? Because Reggie does flippy-doos, and that makes Ryan happy. Number two <laughs> well, wrestler. <laughs> yep. Reggie's not on your top three if not for that in-ring match. <laughs> that's absolutely right. I mean, right. it's an impressive flippy-doo, but for fuck's and sake. Then, and then Nikki Ash, Nikki Ash beats Charlotte. Like... Actual rematch, which is a fit, yeah. Like it's, it's not good. <laughs> like I ask myself, going back to the question you asked, Ryan, I ask myself multiple times during the week why I watch, and the answer to me is obligation. If I was not doing three count Thursday, if three count Thursday up and died. This yeah. week, <laughs> I'm not watching Raw. I'm not watching SmackDown. I'm not watching NXT. I'm, you don't. You don't enjoy the NXTs. No. Okay. No, I do not. I mean, the the best moment from NXT was the Hartwell bit at the end of the match. Like it, it hasn't been very good lately. And even then. The stipulation of the match was lover or lever. And, and Johnny Gargano won. <laughs> and he still got the girl. And we, we still get. What's the point? What is the point? 
Like they could have milked out a whole nother month of of the the way keeping Indy from from Dexter. Instead, we get the match, and she's like, "You know what? I am an independent woman, and I'm gonna go get my man." Wait, she's leaving the way, correct? Yeah, both both her and uh, Awesome Theory have left. Right. How how do we uh, how do we feel about the index shirt? I have not seen the index I've not shirt. Seen it either. I I f- I f- <laughs> it's. <laughs> But that's the I'm hottest looking. thing in, in on the brand right now, isn't it? It is. Like, it is. Like everybody oh, was longing w- for that moment. If I have not, if I had not already sworn off buying any new purchases from WWE Shop, I would buy this index shirt. I haven't <laughs> bought. I haven't made a WWE. Sh- I couldn't tell you. Oh, the well, last time shirt is is in my cart along with a, a toddler tee for Liesel that I'm debating if i want to get for SummerSlam. i gotta look or if at- i'm just gonna be like ah screw this i'm not buying any of this because that's typically what happens with my wwe shop I, I think i've made one it. purchase since they changed the site which i still fucking hate the new shop site by the way i'm i'm over it um, i think i bought a shirt in 2021 i bought i just bought three and it was in the black friday and july sale i bought this shirt I bought the Pat McAfee, it's great to be great, it must suck to suck shirt, and then I bought a Hurt Business shirt. And now that, like, if WWE wants to keep pushing down my throat that they've got record profits and they're releasing people left, right, and center for no God-blessed reason... I haven't even I'm made a, new, a purchase since they changed the site. I couldn't tell you the last time that I made a purchase even before they changed the site. Like, it's probably yes. been over a year. I didn't know they changed the site. <laughs> yeah, that's been months. Many yeah, months. It was like around WrestleMania time, yeah. maybe before. I think, oh, yeah, boy. right around Mania time. I also, like, this shirt, Some I feel like some idiot wrestling fan is going to buy this, wear it in public, and then just get his ass beat. <laughs> yeah the provoke me shirt that's a QAnon special right um, yeah yeah and it's a samoa joe shirt yeah um, it's great boy i didn't even know who that was for and like i went on because right. i saw they had 40 percent clearance last week 40 percent off clearance and there wasn't a clearance shirt in my size that i was willing to drop money on and now see, granted i've been unemployed i've been watching right. money differently but like but we've had to be watching money a little bit differently, a little bit. La, la, but even, la, la. but but even still, I'm like, am I gonna? Am I like? I'd rather spend my money on playing golf, on and like also because I'm gonna be doing like customer service. I'm not gonna get to wear wrestling shirts to work anymore, which is oh, I I absolutely hate this website, which is a bummer. Um, but like it just like. I like I I'm gonna be working from home and I'm gonna have to dress up more than a job I used to go to. It's fucking hilarious. Um, but I, like I just yeah I just I don't. There's nothing. There's not been a shirt. There's nothing that has made me go. I gotta get this. Like oh boy, I have not watched much wrestling on the W. I really haven't. You could probably pick five shirts and show me them, and I would not be able to get not a clue who they're for. Uh, oh boy, this let's is see, not Devin. Good. Devin said that uh, it started going wrong. Royal Rumble 2014, him and Daniel Bryan. The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan in a strap match. I don't think he won that match, didn't he? Um, I, well, 
was that a strap match or was that the strap match at Rumble 2020? Yeah. Oh, that was Rumble with Daniel Bryan. A decent little match. Yeah, I think he won. Uh, they whipped the shit out of each other. They sure did. Um, he says, "I think it's a shame he got released at all before the uh, before the fiend character even came to play." Think about that. Um, he's a humongous fan of Bray Wyatt. Oh, those are the good matches he had. Sorry, not uh, not when when it all went wrong. He's a huge fan of Bray Wyatt. Looking forward to what's next for him. Interesting fact: is ninety days is up the day before Halloween. So, um, you the, could go on the website and spend $35 for the Ric Flair Rolling Loud shirt. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, but anyway. Like, um, I just, the more and more decisions that I see, and I feel like we've had this conversation before. A lot. <laughs> it, right. it, 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 we're taken back to, like, as grown adults, we give a bigger shit about what a person does outside of their normal day to day. Yes. Jackson Riker. Right. And like, we care about business practices more as an adult than we did as a kid. <laughs> Nikon. If the WWE wants to keep making these boneheaded decisions that date back to pre-Nick Khan, because these are all multiplicative when you talk about the Saudi Arabia deal. You talk about the 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 they've been cutting massive amounts of people before Nick Khan. Yeah. Like, like this it, isn't it just new. so happens it just so happens that Nick Khan is cutting like main event talents. And I get the rotation, like rotating stars in and out of the WWE. But also, if they did brand splits appropriately and you actually separated church and state, Raw and SmackDown, and you actually utilize NXT as a third brand, you can shift all the stars all around. And they never get stale because as soon as they get stale, you have another draft in another year and everybody gets shifted around. Instead, the way the draft works is, ah, oh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are in a, a feud on SmackDown. The draft happens. Monday Night Raw drafts Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. <laughs> so the same shit you just saw on SmackDown is now on Raw. And they do the same shit for another four months. Like you wanted them to fight forever, and then you bitch when they fight forever. <laughs> yeah, fight forever is stupid. I what do you want? Fight. Well, and I, I hate I'm fight forever. It. I, I. I wholeheartedly agree with you that that yes, they just continue to sh shuffle the same cards. It's like taking a deck of cards, only having kings and queens, and then just reshuffling them and telling you this is a different deck of cards. But like part of that also yeah, is like I think like if Kevin Owens isn't seen on TV for like three weeks, people would go, "Well, where's Kevin Owens? Like, is he hurt? Right? Is he hurt? Is he is he unhappy? Is he this?" So then like you have to bring Kevin Owens back, or like like wrestling wrestling fans at times can be their their own worst enemy because they want something different, and then you give them something different, and then they don't they don't like. 
they don't like the different thing that you gave them. Um, so it's it's like it's 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 a self fulfilling prophecy in a way. It's a it's it's a uh, it's a it's a crappy problem to have. Like it just it it's there, there's there's nothing. It's like a no win. Zero sum game. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is not to say AEW is without fault. No, Jim lets us know that on the Twitter. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but also, WWE or AEW has a lot more uh, green points saved up. They got some ducats of goodwill that they've given us over time that WWE just hasn't. I feel like WWE has. When? Before. I mean, not now, not, not super I was going to say, can you think of anything recently? Like what recently? recently? No, yeah. I can't tell. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm trying to think back to like the last Goodwill. But I feel like the Goodwill is bought because it's a new company with, with, with new players and new wrestlers, so everything feels new still. Right, and I think the, it's been I, I, long I, that the shines worn off. Plus, I mean, Ryan, this is three count Thursday, so we have someone that shits on it every week. So no, yeah. but I, I, yeah, I, I think, I, I think that there are things that AEW does that, like, if if it happened on WWE, it would it would get a different reaction. And whether it's because they have more green points built up, whether it's because they still feel new, whether it's because they're they they are bringing in guys that fans want to that fans want to see that got released like i mean there's multiple reasons why but they it, it they are i think aw is going to be tested here once once rampage actually rolls out you've got you've got two shows to fill now um you've got a roster i mean when was the last time the dark order was featured on on dynamite couple weeks now maybe last was it last this week last was week. it last week i know it this week the they, five had on the, five. they had the talkie segment backstage that's right that was last week you're right but even so a talkie segment for me especially when you have uh, a lot of talk on the internet has been how overrated and overblown the attitude era was but talk about the attitude era every person on the WWF roster, for sure, from the top down had something. It yep. didn't have to be a match, but they had something. And AEW right now is doing that very well. If you're not, if you're utilized, you don't have to be in a match. The matches are few and far between, and if you spread those matches out, you're elongating people's bump cards, and they can wrestle longer. Instead, yet. If AEW had Drew McIntyre, they wouldn't be having him wrestle every effing week. No. You're a good point. No. And Drew McIntyre is Raw's number one star. And he's a great example of somebody that left the WWE, was able to go and reinvent himself into something bigger than he was at the WWE, and come back at the top of his game. And imagine where he would have been if AEW had existed at the time of his reinvention. You're not wrong. But he reinvented himself in Impact. And, and he was in, he was in the PWG crowd. He um 
he did a lot in the UK too. Sure. He was at ICW a lot and I mean he put on a ton he of was, weight. He, and also beyond. Like mm. he was he really reinvented himself and beyond, then went to impact and then for a cup of coffee and then came over. Yeah. yeah. So um it's just I want uh I want to see the collective wrestling world, not just AEW, but I want to see all parties involved line up and put WWE in their place. WWE thinks they're too big to fail. They need to get big brother. They need to get little brothered. They need to get sunned and they need to be put Vince McMahon has always been his best off the back foot. Yeah, and I, I hope that happens. He, I he, hope he it happens. He can't. He can't win from the front. No. Didn't he Cody just say? Now again, the guy who just retired and is going to now focus on front office things with AEW in an interview that we're not an alternative. We are the competition. He that said that because that he yesterday. said that in reaction to the the WWE conference call last week. Sure, absolutely, hundred percent. Like that should worry you if you're Vince McMahon or Nick Khan or whoever. You should be like, oh, it's it's not going to worry Vince McMahon or Nick Khan now. until it really starts hitting WWE in in the in the wallet. Think of sports and rivalries where the rivalry is one sided. For the longest time, it was the Cowboys and the Washington football team. The Cowboys owned Washington. Yeah. But we swore, ah, oh, we got them. We can beat them. Beat Dallas. And, like, Dallas don't care. Like, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Right. <laughs> Until recently, Pittsburgh was just beating up on Cincinnati every every time they, they played. Or the Browns. Oh, poor Browns. The Browns were the the redheaded stepchild to everyone in the AFC North. Yeah, you're not wrong. Got it. Just everything handed to yeah. him. And so WWE is the lead car. They see what's in front of them, and that's open road. Right. It's nothing. It's every other every other promotion sees the WWE in the front. Yeah. And they have a flag to follow. And AEW right now is insulated to do some great things because they're doing something WWE doesn't do. They're integrating with other promotions and other avenues. They're basically doing what WWE does better. They're, they're doing differently what WWE does better than them. They yes. don't have their own merch shop. They go through pro wrestling teams. They don't have the budget for an unlimited talent pool. So they work with an impact and the indies and new I mean, Japan. I mean, I don't know. They have 104 AAA. people under their, under AEW contract. <laughs> like, is that now not the, everyone is under contract, like full. Is that, is it 104 people that are all elite? The, uh, because I didn't, I didn't do the number on it. There was somebody on Twitter that I regularly interact with that looked it up because he did the same thing for the WWE roster, and he there was, I think it was 
like 80 something men and and 26 women that were all elite i think being all elite is very different than being all i mean and again i don't know maybe no, not but those, like those just, are people that are on aew deals those are those okay. are people that are signed to aew now not all of them are being used on dynamites you know like not of them all of them are being used every week some of them are being used on match number 47 on dark elevation this week and that's fine like they they, they they are they do have two 14 hour youtube shows a week so but also at the same how token, many cheap digs can we throw in at one time I mean, I'm trying to get him in before before we get to our final segment. I'm trying to keep a tally here. My arm's fucking getting sore. For the same for the same thing too. A lot of people that are signed in AEW wear many hats. True. Uh, Christopher Daniels is talent relations. Um, Leva Bates is a librarian. <laughs> but QT Marshall's got an outside like he he does oh, something right. other I'm just... than wrestle. Michael Nakazawa does something other than wrestle. Uh, Brian I think but I, I, just, other than I said that because like, I think AEW does have the money to have an infinite talent pool, but they also do work with other companies, which is which is great. Right, because we've said this on the show many times before: a rising tide raises all ships. Correct, absolutely. Um, so they yeah, can. I, I I I'm 100 percent with you. I I hope that. AEW and ever and everybody else does knock WWE on the on their heels because that that's good for everybody. That is good for everybody. <laughs> Ryan, you all right? Um so to wrap up to wrap up all of all of this back to the initial point, where does Wyndham Rotunda end up next in the wrestling business if he ends up anywhere in the wrestling business? Ryan that's a great question, Jim. Um, he goes to AEW. Matt? Yep. Tim. AEW. There's no place else. It's AEW. I think he... I don't think he ends up anywhere in 2021. Uh, but if and when he is somewhere, AEW. Um, but I, I, think, I think he's still taking a be taking time and dealing with things and, and what have you but yes where when he when he resurfaces in wrestling i think it's aew jojo's jojo's been released right she, yeah, JoJo's, yeah she was let go JoJo? okay silently yeah that that, that did okay. come out this week aew already has the spot for bray wyatt they've already got him the dark order doesn't have a leader they do no, negative they don't. Ones, negative one's the leader, man. <laughs> sure, um, I'm not fucking. I'm not joking about that. I I make stupid I jokes a lot, but I don't think I'm joking about that. No, you're not. I'm really not. But when has I he think been? That's an awful. That's an awful fucking spot for him. I I hate him in the dark water. Yeah, I think I think no, he should do, do his like that own at all. thing. I do. I love it. Ugh. I think he can do his own thing. I don't think he needs to be tied in there but um feud feud him with the dark order that would be cool harper harper left him boom pick off everyone of the dark order to me i think that the the other money could be once the pinnacle is done with the um the inner circle 
you sign Rowan, Bray, and Braun, and you 3v5 those three versus the Pinnacle. Ooh. That can be fun. Old Redbeard. <laughs> All right. Um, there how, was... much, how much fiend stuff does the WWE they own all of that the likeness and everything like I, I I know one of the guys like that created a lot of the stuff I read that didn't was like, like tweeting pay, about it didn't Bray pay to get a lot of the masks made he did like it, it's one of those things where Bray Wyatt used his own money to like pitch it to the WWE and then once the WWE was like, you know what, this makes money, we want this. But if he's uh, ours, but right, which is <laughs> from a business sense, smart on them. But if he's done that You're once, what's him not? What's stopping him from reaching out and getting a different mask made? You know what I mean? Like whether yeah. it's a Tom Savini or not. Uh, but I don't think we get the fiend. No, I, I it, whatever whatever is going to come to AEW is going to be not not the fiend or not anything close to it. Which did you prefer? Like the Southern Charmer? No hype thing? for that. I was so hyped for that Southern cult leader gimmick when it when it was yep. first starting out when right. he was cutting the vignettes. I was like, this is so what I love the the Cape Fear vibe to it. I just yeah. I was all bought in. The Whale and Mercy man. Yeah, I loved all of it. Like, and that's not just me. You know, it's just he and I, it stemmed from that gimmick like yeah. that. That locked me in so strong onto what he was doing that. I mean, I, I was there for it. And then the the fun house, the, the first night of the fun house, I was like, yes. And then then like the fiend start. And yes, all of it. Just give me all of it. I don't care. Give me I all remember of it. the first fun house, like the the music played. And I was like, you've got a fucking be kidding me but by the end of that promo i'm absolutely hooked absolutely it was so dark yeah like it it it, it yeah it just all of it all of it great reinvention really devin says he loved it all as well um no, i know i keep throwing shit at you jim we talked about alexa do you want to table that for next week like where does that leave alexa bliss um i mean we can touch on it quick because I, I i don't think i don't necessarily think that the the, the last segment with these with these heels and going too far i i do want to hit it this week because it's kind of time sensitive yep but i mean it's up to you guys do we do we want to we would sit on it and just see what they do with alexa on raw i mean it hasn't been good so hopefully there's yeah we can we can table that a lot much longer with it but yeah i mean i'm assuming do drop elbows lily this coming monday and lily sits back up again I don't know. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll cover that. We'll hit that next Hopefully week. Hopefully, Eva Marie can trip <laughs> again. <laughs> Make that a weekly segment. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I am uh, very quickly over the Eva Marie thing. I'm not gonna lie. I'm super disappointed by it. I was. Uh, if I was you really have excited, me disappointed by it, that tells you how bad it is. Man, like raw, unbelievable. Like Jim's about to talk about two bad things that WWE. Like doing. it's not even. It's not even. Like it's not even good heat to the point where like when Dewdrop turns on her, like it's gonna like that it's gonna be good. It's just it's it's literally that bad. It's gonna be like oh thank God. And, but then I think people will just be like oh, okay cool because like nobody's nobody's 
the heat goes on do drop for taking too long right <laughs> exactly yeah it's oh it's bad okay so this monday on raw and then uh on dark this week there was there was two parts of promos that got a lot of people talking i have the charlotte one here then i'll play the one from max caster a few days ago i woke up to a headline that read simone biles withdraws from the olympic games and I couldn't help but take a second and think to myself, why would the greatest gymnast of all time not want to go for the gold anymore? And later I discovered that it was for mental health concerns. And the more I learned, the, the more I, I couldn't help but empathize with her. Now I'm going somewhere with this. Now listen, so two weeks ago at Money in the Bank, I defeated Rhea Ripley. And the next, yeah, Becky's not here. I'm the one who sold out the All-State Arena, not her. So Charlotte went on later in that promo to talk about how having the uh, money in the bank cashed in on her was leading her to her own breakdown, like mental breakdown. That's how it tied back to Simone Biles. And then this aired on uh, either Dark or elevation this week Listen, yeah. the acclaim kicking ass for miles make you claim mental health like simone biles the side gal's gonna pay the cost i'ma treat those bitches like duke lacrosse the blondes say they the best but those dudes are faker than a pcr test and what's that smell here in North Carolina? Oh, wait, that's Julia's. Oh! You mean Julia's breath from all the croissants, right? Yeah, isn't that right? Um, so obviously the 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 the, the shots towards Simone Biles in both of them got a, a lot of people's attention, got a lot of people talking. Um, the the addition of the Duke lacrosse situation. Um, for those that don't know, they were accused of rape. So this is a basic rape joke. Now, it turned out that it was a false accusation, but <laughs> still not something that uh, should be joked about in a... Did you just classify this as a basic rape joke? Well, no, no, no. Like, it basically... Because it wasn't complex. A... It, was, it was very straightforward. basic rape joke? Like basically, it's it. a rape it's joke. Your, it's your run-of-the-mill rape joke. <laughs> um, and then the the added shot at uh, Julia Hart with the varsity blondes. Um, so who's going to be at Icons of Wrestling? Get your tickets. Yes, we'll be there. You guys will be there. Um, so I saw some coming out in defense of this of of these. Of these promos and and using the current event of Simone Biles and, and different things as, well, they're heels. So it's like, is it is it a heel or is it going too far, and and is it like what what's bad taste? What's a heel? And so what 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 is your guys' thoughts on 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 these two promos and and what was said on these shows this week? There's two differences. Okay. And that's all I'll say. One of those was something written 
and performed by the person who said it. And they immediately came out and said it should have been edited and it never should have happened. And the other was written by the company that the person said it by. Okay. That company is owned and or, or, or basically is owned and operated by the network that they run on. Yes. Which is also the same network that the Olympics is on. Yes. I rest my case. Matt and Ryan. I mean, originally when I, when I heard it, um, the Julia Hart thing, I, I had read that that was run by her and she was okay with that. Um, and if that's going to be the case, that's fine. Like run, you run your heat by each other. That I'm um, problem with that. This is nothing more than the, what the rock has done already. I mean, you've seen the rock makes it in you when you was like, and again, times are very different. I get that. Um, Whew, a rape joke is tough. That's a tough one. Um, accusation being false or not, that's... Right. You're. I mean, was the line, do those bitches like... I'm a, so it was referred to the Seidel brothers, because that was their opponent. Yes. And he said, I'm going to treat those bitches like Duke lacrosse. Meaning so was going they, to were gonna, they were going to do whatever they wanted to them. That's how Ooh. I took it. That's and rap, rap That's has never been the cleanest no, product. No, you're right. No, it's no, like, no. if anything, Max Caster is kind of doing what rap it does. All right, Jim, calm down. <laughs> um, you don't have to defend AEW that hard. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I, I think Simone, Mac, the, you should have never said it. but No, you don't. Yeah, I don't think you say that. Not on TV. The Simone Biles... That's tough just because of her level of celebrity. I think I I don't want to take away from anybody's mental health or anything like that, but I feel like when you are at that level of a celebrity, it opens you up to, to parody sometimes to, to things that you may not want to have aired personal things. Um, Again, it's just a level of celebrity. The, 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 the the lacrosse, you know what I mean? They're, they're college kids. Those are our victims, potentially. Um, I think the level of celebrity from Simone Biles, man, I'm, I'm not okay with it, but I can understand that those lines a little bit better than a rape line that, that Matt Caster would use. I guess that's my my roundabout way of trying to get what I want to say out. I don't know. What was the question? Either way, it's extremely tone deaf in a time where you need to be careful with what you're saying. And I understand that while they're heels, there's always a line. There always has to be a line. Um, And with, especially with how seriously wrestling companies need to be taking mental health, joking about mental health is not a good look for companies that have a lot of former superstars who have committed suicide due to mental health issues. So that's that's one of the lines I would say is that you don't even tow it if you're a wrestling company. You just stay away from it. There's a lot easier ways to get cheap heat. Yeah. Like That's I, a really good point, Matt. Yeah. You're yeah, it's a great point. I think I think Casters was worse. I neither should have been said. 
neither should have been written. And like, I understand like Caster is, is, is a rapper, but like, you're also a rapper on a wrestling show. So like, there's, there's a, like, there's a degree of, of, you know, you're, you're still a character on a, on a TV show. Cause like, now Charlotte's was, Charlotte's wasn't good either. I'm not, this isn't a, this is why Charlotte's was okay. Cause it wasn't like, but when, like, when I, when I looked at the Charlotte one and the, like the crappy way they tied it back to, I was going to have a mental health crisis cause I lost my title. Like there's, there's any, any number of ways you can, you can get to, I'm not okay with losing my title via cash in without somewhat like, I, like it, it's Would just, you be okay with, with Charlotte's if she had said losing that almost triggered me and never said the word Simone Biles, if she would have made up the story of her almost having her own mental health issues the same week Simone Biles is doing it, but never mentioning Simone Biles, would that be better to I, you? Jim? I think if you don't, and by, and by Charlotte, I obviously mean the writer that wrote this, right? Vince correct. McMahon that approved it. And then Charlotte that also said, mm-hmm. okay, I'll say this. So I, like, there's definitely three walls like I, that I, had to go. Right. Through. I think, I don't think, I don't think it's okay even to, to, to bring up the words mental health. Like if you can, if you can not say storyline, no, mode. like if, you like know, like a, it, it, not a scripted promo, like, it, like to me. drove me nuts or, or like, I don't know, like, or like you can, you can find a better way to describe like, her cashing in on me like pissed me off whatever disappointed disappointed sure. me angered me whatever without without bringing the words mental health into it okay. or or like a breakdown into it like that that especially given the timing should not have been anywhere near a sheet of paper or uh, uh making air and that's why to me i think max caster almost gets like an extra like to me the difference between both uses they're being used the exact same way charlotte saying she was gonna have mental health issues because people keep cashing in off for money in the bank and max caster said that their opponents are gonna have mental health issues because of how much ass they kick it's the same thing okay like that's the same use but max caster is solely responsible for what was said and Tony Khan, according to Tony Khan, when that stuff airs on Dynamite, it gets run by him. Well, because it went on YouTube and it was just dark. And then tighten up your ship, Tony. <laughs> and Tony has. He's right. just gone on record as to say Correct. that he's now going to take full responsibility of editing the content for dark and elevation, which I'm cool with. But also, like. But then that's on Tony. That's not on Max Caster. Right. If, if if Tony allowed right. Max Caster to go out and say whatever you want, the hey, buck, gotta, the buck has to stop right with Tony Khan. The buck stops at wh- who the checks and balances that it cleared for like WWE has a tight ship and they let this through. Yes. AEW runs a loose ship and let this through. So that's and, still on Tony and a Khan. rape joke. It is on Tony Khan. Right. Yeah. A 15 year old rape joke that was said in North Carolina in Raleigh. Still a rape joke, though. Like, it is. But it's also, if you go to rape, if you not rape culture, sorry, if you go to rap culture, 
John Cena freestyled. Say, we've, we've John seen Cena freestyled on every town he was in. If John Cena would have been doing the Doctor Thugonomics stuff in 2006 when the Duke Lacrosse stuff happened, he would have said something. He would have mentioned it. The Rock was calling a grown adult male a hermaphrodite on television he in was. 1999. Right, not 2021 though. Uh, and that's not the same. I, and I'm not. I understand that. But if you don't know in 2021 to not make a rape joke, that that's a problem. Like, so let's 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 draw some lines here. Everybody's okay with the sticky pussy line. If I've got more problem, the, the line I have the most problem with is the one nobody's talking about. The blondes say that they're the best, but those dudes are faker than a PCR test. That is the COVID-19 test. And they're saying that the COVID-19 test is fake. Right. It's it's all bad. The whole thing's bad. A a 15-year-old rape joke that wasn't really rape, a joke about a girl's uh, lady parts smelling bad, and a joke about Simone Biles' Mental health, mental health and, and, and a fake and a, and a fake covid line and a fake covid it's test. that whole thing was bad that's a, that's a grand slam right that's, that's, yeah that's, yeah and in, he, in he's lost context, at least one booking for that by the way he was supposed to be somewhere this weekend and is was removed from his booking at beyond beyond booked for yeah beyond. oh poor baby I, but it's like it's it's i mean it's it's bad taste obviously it's, Either way, it's bad. And again, I'm not, I wasn't advocating that like mental health is okay. I'm advocating that Simone Biles is a celebrity enough that I understand why you have celebrities and current content in your weekly program. Yeah, but there's you can one, if you, you want to bring yeah, up Simone Biles, it. do it in a better way. One use it as a throwaway line in a rap, and one use it as the crux of a storyline. That's you're not wrong. That's fair. That's a good point. It's topical because Max Caster says it, and it's just a one. It's two ball. It's it's one line in sixteen bars of rap. You know a lot about rap music, Tim. I pro. I may be. I'm the first or second most rap knowledgeable person on the dais right now. I'd probably say so. And you know who number one is? Probably Matt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I understand heels being heels, but I think there's just I think there comes a point where you can't just forgive promos right on that basis. like and and there's definitely there has to be like I said there has to be the line and you have to know what that line is like coming out and cutting a promo in in Philly and wearing a Cowboys jersey is one thing. But coming out and cutting a promo in Philly and like talking about I don't know the murder rate is a little closer to the line for me. Like it'd be it would be like somebody coming out in in Houston right now and bringing up Deshaun Watson's allegations, right? Like they, which I feel like wrestling companies did all the time in the nineties. Sure. They absolutely did in the nineties. Like that is a hundred percent what they tra- did in the nineties. Dude, yes. like I've been, we need to be better than this. Though. I've been going back right. and and just having like old Summer Slams on, and like there's been segments where I'm just like, wow, this, some of these things really just don't age well. Just there's there's so much stuff that doesn't age well. Like, and I get, I'm looking at them through. 
36-year-old 2021 eyes versus 14-year-old 1990s eyes or like but but yeah like there's there's line like you can you can be a heel and you can get heat but like there's there is a line that i i shouldn't really be touched and like every every like and the wrestling companies know that line like you don't see them cut heel promos and and reference certain things sure um, so so they definitely know like what's off limits and they they should know at this point of everything that's off limits I think a really good example of this is, and, and we've mentioned him the past couple of weeks a lot, is somebody like Matt Cardona, who knows what the GCW audience absolutely doesn't want, and then gives them that. Yeah. You just have to know, to be a good heel, know what your audience doesn't want. They don't want the guy playing with dolls to be their champion. Have you seen one like of his of like that company. 40 new shirts this week? Is the oh, so many it's like the you can't see me, but it's the you and like it's a pizza cutter with the circle and a line through it. <laughs> like, yeah. um, he, was, he was pizza cutter though, so I don't was. quite get that shirt. Um, but it's yeah, it like you can and you can even be edgy without being without going over the line. I think like it, it's. But yeah, I like we the the world is different now than it than it ever has been in in so like the companies have to have to be aware of that and and take that into consideration. So it's it's obviously harder to be a heel today than it was 15 30 years ago. Yes. I don't know about harder but you have to be more creative. Yes, yeah. I'll, I'll, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'd agree. Yeah, heels also get cheered more because the fans are smarter. Well, that's true. I mean, hell, back in the seventies, you just had to be not from the United States to be a heel, <laughs> or you had, it was that easy. You could just—it was either that, or you had to be the guy who could beat up everyone in the crowd. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you were a legit tough guy and you could go out and drink and fight. You're a heel. Yeah. Boy, I miss those days. <laughs> um, Back when you, wrestling was real. Like, <laughs> right. Like the, me, the number of like old white dudes that I've seen this week talking about wrestling being soft has been. Whoa, whoa. Don't fling insults, Jim. <laughs> yeah. No flinging here. I know. I got to go golfing tomorrow. I got to care for what I my, It's my shoulder. My, it's like an old shoulder injury, I think. Um, my biggest, my biggest fear and I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at this, at least for me. I would hate for comments like this to be said. And then knowing 2021 vision, cancel culture comes around and headhunts and goes after Max and Charlotte because they were the people who said the things and they go after them and like actually cancel them for one-off statements said on on television or YouTube, whatever the case may be, like I feel I've, like I feel like an apology sincerely holds a lot. Yeah, I mean, if you're Max Caster, I know it goes against being a heel, but hey, I got lost in the moment. I thought I was being funny. 
I wasn't. I get it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it again. And and I think people buy something like that, and you move on if you're Max Caster. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Or, or you can um, redacted this and be like, I didn't do any of this. I'm going to tweet about it a whole bunch of times, <laughs> and then I'm going to sue those people that are saying that I did this. Like, that's the other route that you can take, and it's Max, not a good uh, route to do. You're, if you're watching, don't do that. <laughs> don't. Don't do that. Um, don't do what? Don't don't deny don't and threaten redacted. to sue. You, no, you shouldn't deny that. Right. That's Look, what, I that's what. Up, guys, I I said I said some wrong shit. Yeah. Right. Just you know, I definitely. I'm trying to be funny. I, I I get it. It was bad. You know, and no and more. yeah, I don't think that I don't think that either. I don't think Max or Charlotte or the person who wrote Charlotte's promo. Um, should be canceled, fired, any anything close to that for this. Oh, I, like, Vince McMahon loves Charlotte's promo. <laughs> I mean, it probably has a lot of hits on YouTube, so Vince McMahon absolutely loves Charlotte's promo. Um, That's good shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, we, we just talked about it for 20 minutes. Exactly. It, it, so. I mean, they, they got people talking. Um, you know, it, yeah, it. Bad taste. It's good press, right? Bad taste. Absolutely shouldn't have been said. Absolutely, but yeah, nobody, nobody should get canceled or fired or. Also, who's Max Caster? <laughs> Glad somebody said it. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, any other any other thoughts on this or or anything before we close out? Let's uh let let's do that thing. Ryan, got anything to plug this week? Nope. I don't think so. Okay. I'm I'm thinking real quick. That's um, fine. I was uh, I thought we were gonna do news. I wasn't ready for this. Right. We haven't done news for a month. Really? <laughs> Tim, got anything well, to that, well I'm not done yet. <laughs> um I don't. You're playing the music. No, I guess it's time to go home. That's it. I, I always I play the music under when under the plug the, spot. When, we really stopped the news a couple months ago. A couple it's, weeks it's ago. Been, it's been at least, it's been like a month. Like breaking news. Right. If there's breaking news, I hit it. But I haven't done the like the straight up news segment in at least three weeks. Maybe it's not yeah, been. A full, maybe it's not been a full month. See, I will be damned by by Devin. I'll be darned. Um. So is it, do, do, do you have anything to plug, Ryan? Or are you just are you flabbergasted? War games. <laughs> no, it's we're going home. We're going home. Don't play. No, this is my time. War games. War games. War games. Bye, friends. <laughs> Tim, you got anything? <laughs> Tim. I know the tool made across all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, if you care. I'm on TikTok. If you like TikTok, send me TikTok. Uh, um, if you like what I do here, I do two other podcasts. Uh, Viewer's Choice on the North-South Connection, at VC on North-South, and Final Wrestling Place, at Final Place Pod on Twitter. Uh, some of those are month- some of those are regular. Some, some are on pay-per-view nights. Um, but love each other. Lift somebody up. Tell somebody that you care about them always. Uh, it's easier to get through this together than apart. Absolutely, Matt. 
Uh, follow the Three Count Thursday Instagram page at Three Count Thursday. This week we are featuring Layla Gray, uh, up and coming talent. You can catch her. Um, she's going to be at a show in Delaware for CCW. Go check them out as well, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> um, that show might be happening Saturday. I don't know. I Definitely follow her. Um, we're not going to be there, I guess. Her page. Yeah, we, we, we're not going to be there, but <laughs> there might be a show. Um, so check it out if you're in the Delaware area. I don't even remember which obscure Delaware town it was supposed to be in. But um, I did link them on, on Instagram. So if you are curious and you're kind of close to Delaware, because I feel like you can drive from border to border in Delaware in like 26 minutes. So <laughs> um, go ahead and, and visit that show. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at 3CT Affiliate. Notre Dame season's coming up. I might delete my Twitter just because I'm so tired of rumors and, and chats anyway. So get in on the complaining while you can. <laughs> Um, all right, you can follow me at Big Jim Sports. Make sure you're following the show at Three Count Thursday, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you are subscribed to us on all podcast platforms and YouTube as well. Patreon.com slash Three Count Thursday. Whatamaneuver.net. Maybe we'll have a new merchandise store and offerings coming up here soon. Uh, make sure you go to store.collarandelbowbrand.com. Use promo code Three Count. 10% off each and every order. Our home network is NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. And our secondary home is the Leap Sports and Music Network, L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. Thanks for playing along, everybody. Have a great week. And as always, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the pin.